Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and History at Michigan State University, as well as a core faculty in the Critical Diversities in a Digital Age Initiative. I also serve on the Academics Committee for the Zoya Hurston Festival as one of the national planners for the event. I will be your host for this episode of Everyone's Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore issues facing communities of color globally by listening to the voices of attendees at the Zoya Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Founded by the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, the Zora Festival has an educational aim. Since its founding, the festival has celebrated the life and work of Zora Hurston, commemorated the historic significance of Eatonville, Florida, and honored the global cultural contributions made by people of African ancestry. Every Tongue Got to Confess is a podcast designed to document the dynamic discussions about education, enterprise, institution, and activism intrinsic to the ideology that founded Eatonville and shaped its most famous daughter. This production is a joint project among the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, Rollins College's Africa and African American Studies program, and the Department of History at the University of Central Florida. Public history graduate student Holly Baker sat down with community artist and educator Shai Morris during Communities Conference 2 Civic Conversations Continue at Rollins College. In the interview, Morris talks with Holly about her art activism through Peace Arts, a program that combines education, arts, and community service to empower African-American youth. Let's listen to that conversation. Could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Nice. My name is Sharika Morris, but my friends call me Shy, so everybody out there can call me Shy Morris. I'm a community artist, an educator, a mother, a friend, a master community builder. I've been in community service for over 25 years with my organization, Peace Arts. And Peace is positive education and creative expressions, and arts is always ready to serve, where we mix education, arts, and community service. Um, what brings you to the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of Arts and Humanities this year? Well, this year I was invited to be a part of the conference, and I definitely wanted to see uh, Dr. Sonia Sanchez. Oh my gosh, that was such a humbling and blessed experience. Like, how often do you get a chance to see a legend? Um, and I try to emphasize that point to a lot of people in my community by bringing in living legends to our programming and also with my kids being able to experience people that have accomplished so much as, as she has done to be able to celebrate them while they're alive and to see them in person and just be in the midst of all that she is. Um, I'm very humbled by the experience to be here t- this year as a presenter. How does ZoraFest align with your values and interests, would you say? ZoraFest aligns with my values and interests just because of her revolutionary approach to change um, by any means necessary, regardless if she's an African-American woman, if she was a woman, she wanted to be a writer, an educator, or just a community leader in sense, and be okay with that. And for myself... I love to read works by Zora and other uh, phenomenal women because it gives me courage and strength to move forward in the work that I'm doing in the community because a lot of community leadership is kind of male, predominantly male. And just using them as a source of strength to be able to find my voice, to be able to speak more passionately and authoritatively, to get my point across, to be able to change uh, generations of the youth that come through my program. What do you hope that people took away from Zora Fest this year? 
I'm hoping that people take away that it's okay to embrace change and that it's okay that we work together and it's okay that we're different and it's okay that we have a Zora Fest where most people think, oh, well, I don't really want to go to that because it seems like it's just for black people. It's for everybody. You know, we have to move beyond those barriers to where we can learn about different cultures and understand. Once we get to a part of understanding, then we can kind of understand why people operate the way that they do, whether if they're black, they're white, they're transgender, they're lesbian, gay, or whatever it may be. If we can eliminate those borders and try to have more of an understanding of what cultures represent, then I think we'll be a better society. So I've invited numerous of people to come. I always want to come to Zora Festival, but I'm a part of Images, which is the same weekend as Zora. So I'm trying to work that out for next year so I can really participate in, in everything as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to know a little bit more about your peace arts that you do. Just a little bit more about that. Okay, well, Peace Arts started about 20 years ago uh, with the realization that I was going to become a single-parent mom of a young African-American male. And I didn't want him to fall into the same negative pipelines as other African-American men that I grew up with. So what I did was look back and I saw that a lot of the young boys that uh, end up being in prison that were in junior high with me was because of their inability to connect with the school system and stay interested in it. So I said, well, how can I come up with something that could keep my son interested in his educational journey? And so what I did was I took his dittos that the teachers were sending home and created art projects from those because he loved art and he loved creating. Well, what happened at that point, I was in Houston and uh, I had an after-school program and more of the parents started sending their kids because they saw how much fun that they were having, but they were also learning. Um, and then it just kept going on from there. So after that, I moved to Florida because when I was in Houston, I was also involved with Project Row Houses. That's the founder is Rick Lowe. There, uh, it's an installation in the National Museum of his uh, community-based project that he's done over the past 20 years. Uh, with that program, I was introduced to gentrification on a whole nother level. So in between the time that I was living in Houston and being infused with this gentrification education, that I was coming home and seeing it happening. So I said, I cannot let this happen on my watch. I have to come back and I have to do something even if I'm the only person. So came back, opened up my storefront, uh, which is a gift shop gallery, and we have Young Entrepreneur Club, uh, which is called Young Entrepreneurs in Service, which is yes, and they sell different things like aloe, cakes, whatever, just to, so the kids can have using money in real life situations. We also have a chess team, a club, I should say, a chess club. We have a community garden. We acquired the property across the street, and now we are building a community garden so kids can learn how to grow from seed to harvest, how to build soil, how to worm garden, and all these different things. So all most of it is project-based learning with a focus around STEM um, and STEAM with the arts included into that because we want kids to um, kind of have a, like a reinforced learning to the public school system to where they can go to school, they can bring those, do those home or whatever the homework is. From that homework, we develop a whole different curriculum uh, based upon what they're learning. So you're not just learning what's on that one worksheet, you're, you're getting a totality of what we call whole child learning. And then we also do community-based projects, like we do mural projects, or if I'm commissioned to do 
like I was commissioned to do the 150th celebration of the oldest city in Volusia County, which is Freemanville, African-American city. It's now Port Orange. So they commissioned me to do a piece. I did the history on it, taught it to the kids, and they got the experience through my open studios on Saturday, me painting the picture, which came with a history lesson for them. So definitely trying to make sure our kids are understanding the historical perspective of where we were, Mm -hmm. where we are now, and using both of those things to gather information to propel us into the future. How can we set up our community so they're reflective of what we want to see, not someone coming in and telling us through gentrification of how your community should look. We we have those skills. We know how to do that, but we have to implement them in the, in the correct ways. And where is this located again? This is in New Smyrna Beach, 535 Washington Street. Great. Is there anything you would like to add before our interview concludes? Yes. Well, you can always come and visit us. You can follow me on Facebook at Sharika Morris, Instagram at hashtag I am Morris. Um, we look forward to meeting new people. Our campus is open to anybody if they want to walk in off the street just to take a look at all the different things that we have going on. And we're just looking to build a fantastic program. I'm also looking forward to coming over here to Edenville. I talked with some of the representatives at the, um, the computer lab, and she was saying how she could utilize me as a younger person to help get more things going for what they already have established, which I think is phenomenal because I like to also try to bridge the gaps between the older generation and the younger generation because someone did that for me, you know. But now we have those gaps to where the older generation feels like they can't communicate with, like, my son Gabriel, who's 12. So me being in between that at 42, I can kind of bring these two together and we can get back to uh, African-American art history and culture. Well, that sounds mm-hmm. wonderful, and mm-hmm. I appreciate your time, and thanks for no talking problem. to me today. Mm-hmm. Nice meeting you. Thank, Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. Holly Baker and I produced this podcast with support from the UCF Department of History and the African African American Studies Program at Rollins College. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. Mm-hmm.